because when I moved here, I didn't really know anybody, didn't really have friends, things like that. Uh, very, I said in my podcast, I said, you know, I don't want to say introverted because I think that people take that word wrong. I was very inward. And so I'll say it like that. Why do people take that wrong? I kind of feel like, well, what's the problem with being an introvert? I don't think they know what There's it means. There's a great book called The Introvert Advantage. Mm-hmm. People need to pick it up because there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. Mm-hmm. Some of you are getting it wrong. You think yes. that introvert and shy are the same. And they're not. It just means introversion is, is simply put, I don't derive my energy from being around exactly. a bunch of other people. Exactly. Can we Can we just agree that I'm simplifying it. I mean, there are more things than that, but I don't derive my energy there. Exactly. I don't, I don't need to be social. Like I know during the pandemic, you know, I know it was difficult for some of the extroverts. Okay. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, but for me as an introvert, I was fine (laughs) in terms of telling you, I was like, this is, this is normal for me because it felt like normal in the sense of now no I I wanted to still go out and eat and do my thing but (laughs) normal in the sense I didn't need any additional stimulation Mm -hmm. from anybody else okay Mm -hmm. yep yep my dog kind of was like even I think my dog is kind of extroverted oh yeah I guess we clash sometimes we clash yeah Maggie's a little extroverted Oh, that's so sweet. I can see that. <laughs> that's yeah. true, though. That's yeah. true. And I'm glad you said that because I think that people, I I know sometimes when I used to hear about introversion, it was more so, what is it called? Just people who have turned inward because of trauma or because of hurt or whatever. And I'm Which like, has absolutely why? nothing to do with <laughs> no. a personality construct. No. Like, no. I'm like, where are you all getting this idea? You're talking about a personality trait mm-hmm. that had not that has nothing to do with trauma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Trauma doesn't make someone an introvert. Exactly. Now, trauma causes many things, but creating introversion, no. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to just go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. No. Trauma does cause some things, though. It can cause you to isolate yourself. Yeah. It can cause you to draw inward. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't create an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think that's important because I don't think many people understood that. Or at least I know back then they surely didn't. So I, and I didn't either. I thought, oh, I'm just introverted. That's what it is. No. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Lived here in North Carolina. Um, so we had a house full. Grandma, grandpa, mama, brother, and me. And a cat. Forgot about the cat. Uh, my cat, Booby. Yeah. Um, all in the house together. In this new town that I've never been to. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know There is anybody. nothing new about Fayetteville. Ooh. But it was new to her, apparently. She, she she practically a Fayetteville native. Don't let her put fool you guys with this whole, we moved here and I was new and I was, girl, you've been here your whole life practically, no. Well, see, now I'm a Fayetteville, and that's the funny thing because I was born in Fayetteville, but we moved back. It's, it was just weird. I'm t- Y'all, it's weird, nonetheless. 
why yeah, she mentions Connecticut, I'm just not quite sure. <laughs> I think it's like I think it's like everyone else is here. They really don't want to claim Fayetteville. <laughs> Let's just be real. Come on. That's really what it is. Be honest because this Connecticut thing is see, I'm a friend. Friends can say this kind of stuff. Y'all out there, y'all can't say this. But we're having this conversation about purpose. And so one of the things that's coming out of this is, why are we not claiming Fayetteville? If you know that you spent most of your life here, 90% of your life here. Okay. Okay. All right. I I actually don't have a problem with Fayetteville. I I, I don't anymore. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, it is what it is. I've also lived other places. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness! It is what it is. You know, it's it's Fayetteville is a training ground, it and is. and it for is. those of you wherever you are, wherever you are in the globe, because we know that we we mm-hmm. people listen to us in, in other places. Wherever you are in the globe, you know, um, I'm not going to use a bloom where you're planted. I think that's been overused. Mm-hmm. But I do think that wherever you are right now, use it as an opportunity for training. Yeah. Yeah. Use it as an opportunity to grow. If you want to move on to somewhere else, you got to use it as an opportunity. And mm-hmm. see, now, Ashley, you're moving on to somewhere else. So, that's true. That's true. obviously, something happened in there yeah. to train you so that now, you know, this idea of moving to Iowa, which is uh, like alien territory. It is, it is y'all. I feel. <laughs> is, is, it is, you're not fearful right you may it may be like nerve-wracking a little bit scary but you're not fearful as in paralyzed with fear like oh my gosh what am I going to do does that make sense yep yeah and I think that's important too um and I'm glad you said that because I agree I think that Fayetteville born here moved here whatever the thing military not um it is a training ground I think anybody who has lived here will tell you that it's something about this town where it trains you to go to move on or it trains you to do whatever else you need to do in this community but it really is a training ground and i will say um um i always i I have to bring up connecticut because my granny was there but nonetheless i was still don't understand this we're still i'm still trying to understand connecticut (laughs) i don't i don't don't um, so, but thank trying you. to get oh, to no. juicy stuff, but Ashley keeps coming back but to Connecticut. I, y'all, I just maybe I don't know. I have neck rolls anyway. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so growing up, I was talking about kind of the cartoon thing. I can't really explain why. I'm. I think I was just a different child. Okay, a different. Um, in what way? Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to things that I was interested in, there were things, you know, I liked some of the music that, you know, everybody else liked. What was that? I thought that was a cat. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> when it comes to some of the music, I like some of the same music, some of the same shows and stuff like that. But I think, yes, I like Bugs Bunny. I like the classic cartoons. So okay, Bugs classics. Bunny, we can deal with classics. Yeah, Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner. Um, okay. All of those things. Okay. If it was a cartoon that I liked, it was something that was, first of all, probably something I shouldn't have been watching because it was for adults. But secondly, something that was kind of different. So I loved South Park. 
my brother did okay. too. South Park, if you've ever seen it, it's not for children, but it was so good. Um, South well, Park. were you watching it as a child? Oh, yeah. Because South Park has been out, what, 12 years? More than that now, probably. Oh, my gosh. They, South Park has been around for years and years, y'all. I started watching South Park from the beginning. <laughs> I loved it. And my brother loved it. We um, Another one I liked was the, uh, what was it, the Powerpuff Girls. And when you watch the Powerpuff Girls as an adult, you realize, wait, what did you just say? It's one of those shows. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. Um, but on top of that, gotta say hi too, by the way, while we're um, while we're doing hey. hi to Daniela, Daniela, who said that Iowa is amazing. You'll love it. Oh, thank you, Daniela. That's encouraging. Okay, someone I know said that. <laughs> this is why I had to use my phone because yeah, I'm glad you have your phone. obviously I have to check for you guys. Oh my so goodness. Daniela said I was great. You'll love it. Um, oh my, oh my line sister Regina. Thank you. I was on her bucket oh, list. Really? This decade. Oh, she says congratulations. Thank you so much, Regina. <laughs> and oh, hi Marley. You. Thank you. Yes. Hey, Marley. Y'all were texting and I was just like, y'all, I'm live. I'm sorry. That's so funny. <laughs> and so we thank you all so much for being a part with us and yes. being a part of thank you again everybody so much. I missed everybody obviously I'm on here yes oh, thank you all again yay. for joining us um, so tonight we, as we're we're toot toot tooting Ashley off to where she's headed yay toot 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 so you're talking about Powerpuff oh yeah okay so that was the other cartoon I liked uh, but on top of that I from a young age I just had this fashion fashion mm fascination with the human body just science science but when I say science I mean medical science human body anatomy and so <laughs> I used to watch trauma life in the ER as a child I, I was a kid um I I enjoy and really what it was I enjoy watching the doctors perform the procedures and, and you know, hearing the story of what happened, watching them perform the procedures, seeing what procedures they did, how they did them. That was fascinating to me. It, blood never freaked me out. Watching surgeries never freaked me out. Um, and so I just love that kind of stuff. And so I would, I watch shows like that. I used to watch Dr. G. I don't know if y'all remember her. <laughs> Yeah, she did autopsies, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I did. I Because the thing with Dr. G was, she was a pathologist too. So she studied, um, you know, the body to see what caused their death. And so she had to, I, I think it was really more the investigation, trying to solve the mystery thing too, that went along with it. So I, I realized I had this fascination with just, science and, and medicine but then there was also this side of me that liked to investigate and so uh, you know this curiosity and so I think putting those together is what took me down this path of I'll start with medicine because that's actually where it started I actually wanted to be a doctor from a young age because medicine that's all I knew you like medicine you become a doctor that's what I knew you did um so as a kid that was always my pathway now on top of that as I started getting a little older, like, you know, pre-teens, teens, obviously, you know, I got into hair, not necessarily makeup, but hair and fashion. And so I love that too. So you had these two things that I really loved 
and music and all that. So, you know, I had You to haven't told that. anyone that you were in the band? Yeah. They, can, they can pick this up from the podcast, from your story. <laughs> no, you I haven't shared about being in the marching band, <laughs> the amazing, what is it, marching machine? She's not, see, she's no, leaving out a lot of details. She's getting off track, talking about all this. She went, yeah, she wanted to be a medical doctor. We got that. We got it. Now tell us the rest, please. Okay. okay. <laughs> because we all, I mean, we 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 already 45 minutes into this. Really? Oh my so, god. So yeah. So so share with us. Y'all see how I, I'm, I'm like the sentinel. I well, I need that track. help though, because I will apparently. Anyway, (laughs) okay, so let me get to high school because that's really where life kind of started. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let me say this. Let me Mm -hmm. hold on. Let me just say this. Mm -hmm. So, we, we, you, you wanted to be a doctor. Yes. And when I met Ashley, she Mm -hmm. still wanted to be a doctor. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't meet you until almost now. It's been almost a decade. Right. So it's been almost, I mean, it's eight years. Mm -hmm. So you still wanted to be a doctor. (laughs) So So there is, again, but but there in in going into again you got to announce to people again so they because those of you who are just joining us hi again you're going to the university of iowa yes in iowa city mm-hmm. to study masters in public health yep. epidemiology yes so but the and again this is how purpose works people yeah some of people are looking for purpose in a degree, right? Absolutely. But Ashley found little nuggets of purpose even as a child. Did yeah. you all pick that up? Yeah. Where she said, I like medical mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. There was something there for her that stuck even then. Mm-hmm. I have to bring stuff together, right? Yeah. Because some of you are looking for validation in in some sort of schooling, right? But you gotta look first at what are the 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 we the weavings like you know all all these little threads of my life that are woven together to get me to where I'm at. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so therein lies part of it is is understanding your own threads yes. so that it begins to form a tapestry. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not even trying to be poetic. Mm-hmm. Y'all, but, that's one of her gifts. But that that was a, a tapestry. So what you heard her say was, you know, I was into medical dramas, medical science, TV, what have you, you also heard her say, well, I decided I wanted to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. So when I met Ashley again, eight years ago, almost a decade, that was still the path that she was on, was headed towards medical school. Mm -hmm. But you also did other things in high school and college too, which is what you mentioned on the podcast today was you talked about fashion, Mm -hmm. you talked about 
uh, business. Mm-hmm. You went to Winston Salem State for a while, right? So you you had oh yeah oh some yeah other and for those of you who don't know, Winston Salem State is a historically black college university, right? HBCU. Yeah, amazing nursing program out there too. Exactly. So she didn't start because you went you went there and majored in business, right? I majored in business, I did. So again, some of you again are beating yourselves up for yeah. for oh well, I'm I, I'm over here, but I really want to be over there, and it's like, why are you beating yourself up? Yeah. Because sometimes we start one place. And the heart is still there, but there is a journey to getting to where we need to be in this season. And that's okay, too. All right. So go ahead, Ashley. I'm just saying, I I wanted to clarify for people. I need you to understand that this is the the big picture is, is that the journey to purpose is not linear. That's right. I don't care what your parents told you, you know, about if you do A, then B will happen. If you do B, then C will happen. I don't care. That doesn't matter. The journey to purpose is not a linear thing. It it is it it has all kinds of detours, roadblocks, turnaround, U-turns, all kinds of things that really bring you to where you need to be but the thing is is getting in alignment with it because a lot of times we fight against it trying to be like somebody else all right I'm done and I'm glad you said that because that's where the story starts actually so there it is and I can start right there actually I'll start so right before I went to high school I again I was musically inclined I don't know that was something I never really I was just naturally good at it. So I started playing the viola in middle school. Or was it elementary? Elementary school. Probably elementary. Yep, started playing viola. So I know how to play. I know how to hold it, know how to, you know, put the resin on and all that good stuff. Um, But so I transitioned over. Did you say resin? (laughs) Well, this is the way I talk to you. I knew, I knew all those things. And it's funny because looking back, it's crazy. And so I did that, but I remember one day, I don't know if I saw a band playing or what, I saw somebody holding a clarinet, you know, long black, you know, instrument. And I said, I'm going to play that. And so I went to middle school and y'all, I just did whatever. I played the clarinet in middle school. Um, And it's funny because... At that time, y'all know how school is. Y'all know little kids just say whatever. And I was always a heavier girl. And so it's interesting because I I had a lot of self-esteem issues. Um, And I know a lot of kids, probably that age, you know, you're kind of getting to where, who am I and all that. But I had a lot of self-esteem issues. But it's crazy because somewhere in me, there was still this almost stubbornness of I don't care I'm still gonna do this anyway and so I guess I don't know if that makes sense but like I decided oh I want to play clarinet play clarinet and I was first chair I was good y'all good and then why was it a stubbornness and not a confidence it was well and see maybe it was a confidence um I I'm not sure how I looked at it back then but yeah it was just I know this is something I like and I'm gonna do it and I don't care what anybody thinks and that was interesting because I did have a little bit of that 
in me still with certain things. And so um, I even decided, and y'all again, I was heavier set. And I say that because that the weight in my image was big uh, growing up. So I decided I was gonna be a cheerleader. So in middle school, I was a cheerleader, wore a little skirt. Yes, I was the biggest one, honey. And I still did it, you know? And I also, what? A, oh my goodness, in middle school, I was also, this is gonna be so funny. I decided that I, I love wrestling. That was another thing I loved when I was in middle school, y'all, The Rock. Mm. He was my favorite, The Rock. I still don't know people. what The Rock was talking about. He I'm just was like, can you smell what? I'm like, Dude, yeah. what are you cooking? Do you cook? Well, okay, you anyway. had to open the can, though. No, you didn't. Because <laughs> if I open the can, it's not going to be for that. Oh, my goodness. I'm done. I'm done. Y'all, I love it. <laughs> that's why I'm saying. I had a lot of interest growing up because I love wrestling. So you know what I did? I decided to try and be the assistant wrestling coach. I became the assistant wrestling coach in middle school. <laughs> So then what does that tell you about yourself? Like this is this is totally and I hope all of you are taking this in too. What does that tell you about yourself? Because actually that that says something. You're yeah. saying, well, I had self-esteem issues, but then you obviously kept pushing yourself though. Yeah. That and that is one thing I can say through my life. Um through whatever kind of trauma or issues I had to face inside, I just, my thing was, and, and this is something that I've known since I was younger, and I think I mentioned this, uh, I may have mentioned this, I'm not sure, from a young age, and I don't know, again, what everybody believes, but um, from a young age- They need so, to believe something. Yeah, and, and I do agree, you do, because you, you will be blowing in the wind if you haven't, if you don't believe in anything you really will and from a young age and it's not because anyone told me to I I just knew God was real I just knew it just no one convinced me didn't even go to church at first so um but I knew that there was something that I was supposed to do in this lifetime that was supposed to impact the community the world and I've known it since a young age and, and I you know would tell anybody that is the one thing the one as you said thread that has followed all the way through my life that has not allowed me to give up when I wanted to. It's just that one thing. And I do believe that was from God. I believe God knew, you know, he saw the journey. He knew I was gonna wanna get up, give up a lot. So he said, let me just give her just a little bit so she can keep going, my poor baby. So <laughs> through middle school, again, and I think that's kind of where this, um, there was always still this kind of passion inside of me for, for just, certain things again coaching and so you know I went through middle school and I got into high school and I decided you know what I really love clarinet my brother had been in the marching band so y'all if anybody's from Fayetteville and know the area I went to E.E. E. Smith so there was the magnificent marching machine you know 90 and we are global audience we're a global audience y'all gotta look it up something. Let me tell you, everybody around the world, YouTube marching band. No, and let me tell you this. YouTube high-stepping marching bands, because there's two kinds. No, they need to just YouTube E.E. E. Smith. They need to YouTube that. You got to give them something specific. Okay, E.E. E. Smith. You can put E.E. E. Smith marching band any year. Doesn't matter. 
Listen to it. She said, any year, it doesn't matter. So that means 1955. When you got to come from the cotton field marching, that look, you got to do We can't say cotton field. Oh, my bad. So. Oh, my goodness, we have We have a diverse history. We do, guys. We do. So, you know, went through, and, and I'm telling you guys, marching band was my thing. I loved it, and it, it was in high school, so I had my marching band, loved it. That was my community. Y'all, I love my clarinet. Um, I got to travel a lot. I loved music. And again, I also love fashion because I was voted, um, what was it? I was one of the nominees for best dressed in high school. So there was that. But also, again, I still love the science. And it was at that point that I actually decided, man, I really want to be an epidemiologist. That was in high school. Interesting, right? It was in high school that I decided that. And I'll never forget. And this really was a turning point. I'll never forget. We had people come in um, to, what was it, like a career fair kind of day? And a doctor came in. And he was an MD. And I told him, I said, you know, I really want to study epidemiology. And he kind of just looked like, that's a lot of statistics. And he looked just like that. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to do epidemiology. Like, he just really, it was, I don't know. It was something really deflating about that. I'm not sure why. But I think it was because it was someone that I really respected oh my goodness you were hoping to hear something great from this person and then they just they knocked the balloon right out air out of the the air right out pop yep pop pop doesn't that happen to us though sometimes where it's like you have this great expectation of people and then they're just like pop basically that's what happens and i'm like are you here to like empower me give me some tools for the future or are you just here because you're just trying to get your volunteer hours okay anyway i'm telling you know what i'm not gonna say which one i think it was but i'm telling you y'all that was a moment for me and i really said well maybe i don't want to do this maybe i should be an empty and so i went back to that idea because i got more specific and i went back to that idea um so i said okay i'm gonna be an empty so so, but in hindsight, though, I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, what did that tell you about yourself at that time yeah. that you would allow yourself to be influenced by someone who was probably just trying to get some volunteer hours? Absolutely. It is funny to look back because one thing I can say is that I think as I got more into those teenage years, kind of young 20 years, my life was a lot of... Um, what is the word um, when you, approval. It was a lot of approval. There was this mold and this standard that I felt like I was supposed to fit. And so I was trying to fit it. So what that meant to me was doctors are respected, you know, for the most part, that was my thought back then. And back then, this was years ago, y'all, it's not now. But (laughs) doctors were respected. Oh my goodness, if you're a doctor, that especially in my community, because um, I lived in a lower income community. So (laughs) saying you're a doctor was huge. And so I wanted to be somebody who was respected because I didn't feel like people heard me. I didn't feel like I had a voice, didn't feel like people saw me. Um, I 
you know, I wanted those things. And so this is how I thought I was going to get it. So when it came to being a doc, I thought a do- being a doctor would give me that. So I stuck to that thing because I needed that approval from the world and from people. So that is kind of how that, um, that's kind of why I stuck with MD for so long. And I remember kind of making it through high school. Did I did well in high school, grade wise, you know, did fine, knew how to pass tests and <laughs> decided after that graduated. She knew how to pass tests. Yeah, y'all caught that. I knew how to pass tests. Not is that what tests. education is about? I wonder sometimes. Yep, I wonder. no cheating. I did not because and the reason I say that is because, you know, we want to create the children of tomorrow. We want we want to create free thinking yeah. children who are creative, not just being able to pass tests. Absolutely. Though. Absolutely. So I am concerned about that mm-hmm. um, because um, a lot of us knew how to pass tests. But then we got to a college campus and someone asked us to think freely and write a paper based on some analysis. Absolutely. And it was like, wait, what? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Can I just do A, B, C, D? Exactly. No, and that's what happened to me, Joy. I, you know, even though after that, it was interesting that time in my life, I can say, you know, I, I struggled with depression some when I was in middle school, high school, and it started to get worse after high school. There was just kind of this, uh, you know, deep inside there was these hopes and dreams, but there was also a hopelessness that I felt. Um, there was a lack of even knowing who I was or where I was going. So it was almost like the hopes and the hopes and the dreams were just that dreams and hopes. <laughs> like that's all they were, and. Even though I was fighting for them, it, it still, um, it was almost like, is this really attainable for me though? Um, okay, so just the depression got really bad and I decided, I said, you know what? Okay, I love fashion. That was something I still said I wanted to do. And so I said, this is something that most people don't know that I said before, I actually was applying to fashion school in California and I'd spoken to the school and everything, y'all. I mean, I had gone through all the process and, um, you know, California was really expensive. So I said, okay, maybe, maybe I won't try to go to California. And this is how I transitioned into studying business at Winston-Salem State. Um, Okay. Actually, I was going to apply to school in like Chicago. I remember that that was one of the schools um, that was going to apply for business. And (laughs) one of my high school teachers, I asked her to be my reference. Mm -hmm. And I watched her fill out the reference paper. And when I say she marked me low on everything, I, it was, I, I was shocked. I mean, she, Mar- low, Marjorie, low. why? Why? I, I don't, I don't know. Did you ask her why she did that? You know, back then I didn't. Back then I was too afraid to ask. Like I thought back then. Someone said that to me the other day, by the way. Yeah, I, back then I, I really took people who I put on a pedestal, because I'm saying just like that, people I put on a pedestal, I looked at them like they were God in a way. And so if that's what you felt to me, then that must have been what I was. And so I saw that and I didn't even try to apply to those schools anymore. I, um, and Winston-Salem State is a good school. It's just, I was going to go out of state to a, you know, a different place. I was going to go to a city because I wanted to do business. And that's kind of what that was. And so I said, okay, Winston-Salem State is, <laughs> now I'm actually, some of this coming back. Winston-Salem State was in the same town as my boyfriend's school at the time. 
that is why I applied to Lisa He was at Wake Forest. And so I applied there, got into the business program. And so, oh, my life is beginning. And after graduation, that's what I did. I went to, I moved to Winston-Salem, went to school there. Um, my boyfriend was at Wake Forest. Um, he actually was studying to be a surgeon, which is interesting. And see a surgeon. Story, but <laughs> he was studying to do that. Again, no dark. judgment, no judgment. This is a judgment free zone. Yeah, it is. It but is I, again, story. as I have said, y'all have heard me say it over and over. Yep. Success and purpose and those things are not linear. They're not. I may go into school, I may go into any sort of program thinking one thing, yep. and I may come out on the other end with a completely different experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It took me one year. <laughs> one year. <laughs> you know, I went to school that one year. Yeah. Any business. Um, truly, and I'll be honest, tr- the truth is when I think back to that time in my life, I also, while I talked about kind of how I want to be a doctor and why I want to be a doctor, there was this image in my head of how my life was supposed to go. I think most of us have that. Um, and how it's supposed to be, you know, become a doctor, have a family, have kids, you know, be like that. That's how my life was supposed to go. And so when I got to school and I realized, man, I'm just inside. I'm not okay. The depression was bad. And then my boyfriend and I broke up. Oh boy. It was like my whole world was coming down. I mean, it was bad. And he still didn't become a surgeon. Oh, okay. No, he didn't. I'm so, I'm so bad. I'm not, it's not salt. It's more of just like, you know, okay. All right. But we hope he's, we hope that wherever he oh, is. Well. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. That I've seen some of his right. family members. They're okay. so sweet. Oh, yeah. They're so sweet. Um, Don't you love how she said that? I've seen are. his family members. And they're so sweet. They are. We talk about relationships as well on the podcast. And I love how Ashley just did that cute little transition. I've seen his family members. And they're so sweet. <laughs> Seems like like something you would say on a reality TV show. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm like oh, your boyfriend's not a surgeon though. You guys broke up, and <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. But his family members are just so sweet. <laughs> I feel like I should be on like Love Island or something. I don't even know those. <laughs> Oh my gosh, y'all. Yeah, you know what? That shows you just how, and I don't know, this could be every young person, but just how important, you know, a man was in my life, a boy at that time. But, you know, that was in my life. It was very important to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, and a lot of people feel that way too. They, they feel this sense of not being complete unless there yeah. is somebody around. And really, that was, it was one of those things where it's like, when you don't really love yourself and you don't really know how to love yourself, you're looking to get that from somewhere. And so that is how I was looking for it. And so that was me. But see, it, it when you're looking for a, when you're looking for love and you know whatever it is, void that's inside of you. I don't know. Um, maybe it's that you need some healing. Whatever. Um, a person is not gonna feel that for you. And the more you try, you're just gonna be more empty. And that's really what happened to me. It just and so some of this kind of thread of depression I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about um, it from a clinical point of view, but just just 
life and, and how I was interpreting life and yeah. things I needed that I wasn't getting. And so I was trying to find it somewhere. And so it was just, it was bad. And I made the decision that I'm going to leave college after this first year and I'm going to move back home. Whew. Move back home. And that was big because that was my first, I guess, if you will, transition back home. That was tough. It wasn't as tough as some future stuff, but move back home. I decided then you, know what? you ended up going to NC State. I did. I went back home, y'all. I, I I got help. I was like, okay, I'm feeling good. I worked, got my first car. The car was new. Mm-mm-mm. And y'all, I said, you know what? I have been doing all these other things. Why have I not pursued medicine? I'm applying to the school I really want to go to, which is NC State, and I'm applying, and I'm going to be in the biology program. And you know what? I applied, and I got in. (laughs) And didn't you make it through? I did. I got to NC State. Now, let me tell you. Now, okay. I'm not going to make this. College is not easy. College is not easy uh, for anybody, whether you go online or you don't. Going yeah, for campus, it's, it's just not easy. Um, I don't know what kind of the different world kind of showed us something else, but that was not real, the real story. I don't Maybe know. some of you had college experiences that were really, you know, different worldish. Sorry, that wasn't my experience. Maybe so. That wasn't mine either. Uh-uh. Now, I had this idea of how it was going Because I know my parents loved me, stood behind me, come with me, but it was not that. Okay? No, it wasn't. No. No, I bet. No. I, you know, I'll try. I'm not going to uh, take super long with the college. It's a lot that happened in college. I'll say this. I went to college. As soon as I got there, I got really sick. And so, Joy knows me very well. I love to sleep. I, I can go sleep right now and get up and then go back to sleep. Um, love sleep. I was not always you that. I don't way. know where this is coming from. <laughs> I know. By the way, I don't know why she's saying this. I have no idea. It makes sense, guys. So I promise I'm going to bring that together. So I'm like that now. Um, I, I kind of struggle with energy levels now. I wasn't always like that. I, my family, we struggled with insomnia. So there were times I could stay up for two nights in a row and be fine have no issues and I was like that until I got really sick when I first went to NC State I got y'all I was down and out got sick after that um it was like I was dealing with like that kind of chronic fatigue after um I started getting better and that was a turning point again in my college career because I I struggled with energy I missed a lot of class that first semester because I had gotten so sick and it was contagious so I couldn't go anywhere it was, it was spreading around campus. It was. It was spreading around campus. Why am I having like PTSD from coronavirus? I'm, y'all, like, I'm telling honestly. Like, I feel like, like a like twist. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community, featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook. And email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao!